Oh, it's all good, Kamal. Um, it's great to have you on the show. Welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding. Um, you know, we've had uh, we've had some champions on, and it's good to add another uh, incredible Olympia champion to our list of guests. And, um, we, you know, we're very honored to have you uh, give us an hour of your time, man. So much appreciated. No, no, thanks for having me anyway. So, yeah, we, um, we're just going to maybe highlight a few things. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be with you guys. Yeah, and I just got to remind everybody to like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. There we yes. go. That's it. We need those YouTube uh, hits and clicks. Um, you know, first of all, Kamal, congratulations on another amazing year. Um, you, you're one of those guys that does the Open. You do the 212 Olympia. You're in there mixing it up. You're not afraid of anybody. Um, it, you're an amazing competitor. What, what, what do you think of your year? How do you look back on it right now? I like what I said. I'm really, really happy. I mean, I was disappointed a few, like, you know, placing or whatever. So I thought in some of the shows I could have placed a bit higher. But um, that is not just me. Uh, everybody's, like, seeing clearly what happened. But uh, in general, to be honest, I was really, really happy um, with the – Every year, what we bring in this year and every every year, like they're saying, Kamal is getting old. I don't think he's gonna improve. He's gonna be this. He's gonna be that. And I come every year. I prove these people wrong, <laughs> and I've been always done. So I'm really, really happy with what I've been doing. Uh, I mean, come on, last five years doing the Olympia. I mean, all these five years, I won the Olympia, come second, always top three. I've never been out top three. I mean, what else do I need? So I feel good. I feel great. So it is um, it's good. But to be honest, 212, I don't think it's going to be for me anymore. This year, I struggled a lot. I struggled a lot to get back to 212, especially at the Olympia. So it's no, no. Right. What um, I, I, I called Chris uh, last week, Aceto. And yeah. I, to I told him you were going to be on the show. And he said, make sure you ask him about how we hooked up and how we got working together. So um, let's, let's, let's hear the story of, of how you got with Chris and, and, you know, sort of what you think, Chris, and you, why you work so well together. Because you've obviously stayed with him for a while and you have a good teamwork thing going on there. Yeah, I mean, with Chris, to be honest, it's... Um because when I was in Qatar, everybody, like, I was in UK, and then I moved to Qatar. I was competing for Qatar and, like, coaching their team, and I was competing for them, them representing Qatar, actually. Um, so I was coaching myself all these years when I was an amateur, coaching myself, how, just, you know. And then sometimes we stuck every now and then, like, a little bit hold up. You can't, like, lose weight anymore, and your skin a little bit thicker, or, like, you know. Um, when I was in Qatar, there is a guy called Jasim, which is he's in um, actually Qatari guy. He was actually with us at the Qatari team. And Chris Asiru, he was visited Qatar in 1994. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so he made a friend with my friend Jasim, which is my training partner when we were when I was in Qatar. Um, and then like. When we stuck with something, he said, he always say, I'm going to ask Chris. I'm going to ask Chris. What is Chris? So Chris was helping him uh, for a pre not 100% prep, but but if he's stuck, if he needs any question or something, I ask Chris. So one, I remember one year, like, my body is stuck there. It doesn't want to go down. And I, the show was like three weeks. 
And I did everything. I've gone zero carb. I've done this. I've done that. It, nothing had happened to me. So my friend Jason, he asked uh, Chris, he said, oh, Kamal, he's my friend, training partner. I don't know, Chris. Uh, he told him, like, my situation. And he told him, send me a picture of him. So, yes, I did send a picture, send it to him. And um, he told me, reduce your protein a little bit. Hmm. It's not your your protein, which is I did reduce my protein a little bit intake, like my chicken, whatever my protein beef, whatever. Um, and it is, it does happen within two days. My weight dropped down, my skin is gone like a little bit tighter. And I was like, Yes, that's what I wanted. So I've learned from that it's not just the carbs like that you need to drop, even the protein you need to drop. Mm -hmm. So, and then times goes times goes doing competing and then when i went back to england so i had chris acido um came with um, uh, my god rest him in peace sean um Roden. sean, sean Roden for um for like an um uh guest for what they call a seminar and i said okay i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna see chris so i went to see him that time i just did my amateur i won the uh the 2013 world champion, and then I had the problem when they banned me for for reason for for four years with no reason, uh, just bullshit doping control or whatever. Like I don't know what's happened till today. I don't know why because nobody gave me no paperwork. Hmm. Even hmm. Mr. Jim, when he saw Rafael, I said I need the paperwork for Kamal. The one the paperwork that says like Kamal has been banned. And Jim Manning, if you ask him today, he said till today I've never received nothing from Rafael. So I don't know what's going on over there or who wants me to be out or they don't want me to be a professional. They want to keep me as an amateur or I don't know what's going on. So I went to that, uh, what they call it, to that meet, uh, to that um, seminar and I spoke to Chris, how are you, blah, 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 and all this. I said, now I'm going to get my pro card very soon because they're promising me. I don't want to do amateur anymore. I said to him, will you, do you remember me? He said, of course, I remember the, when you sent me the picture with your trunks, that color. Man, within this is like we're talking about 12 years and for 15 years maybe. And he remembered um, the color of my trunk with one picture I sent to him. <laughs> and he remembered. <laughs> wow. He said, do, do you think we do it? He said, how old are you now? I said, I'm 45, 45. He said, yeah, of course we could do it. And then we started working together. And then, as you know, we did the first pro show, me and him, uh, the Arnold Classic. And I won the Arnold Classic, the first pro show with him. That was a great show, too, man. And you came out of nowhere. Like, we didn't know who you were here. Like, I didn't know who you were in the U.S. You just showed up yeah. and you just walked right through it, man. That was that was amazing. Yeah, it, it was really start, a good start of my career as a professional. Uh, for me, I, I, th I don't think it happened before. First pro, Arnold Classic, to win straight away. Yeah. I don't think I've done it before. I, I can't remember who's done that before before me. So. Right. That's awesome. Um, another thing Chris told me was uh, he said that he doesn't know anyone because you've been training a long time. So he said with your training age and how long you've been training, he said he thinks you've probably gone through more training partners than anybody alive. <laughs> <laughs> And he said, he said you train too hard for everybody. He said you train harder than everybody and you burn guys out. Is What, what do you say? Is that true? It is. It is indeed, man. I mean, I, I, 
old school. I am called like the high volume guy. I mean, I trade with big guys, young, smaller guys. Um, there is not many that they kept it with me, but I will give I will give that to Nick Walker. He is. He took it. Nick Walker. I mean, is really, really um, because we we trained together for the Olympia this year, and then he moved to Vegas. Actually, the last four weeks. But man, that guy he trains hard as well. So he was like heavy. But when we did heavy and high volume, he took it and he just switched straight away. And his man, now he's he's the one he's he's he kept the rest. Most of them they got sick, they got throwing up, and they can't finish the training. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. What? Where where do you think that comes from? Did you have that from your early days in the gym? Who did you learn that from? Where you have to give her? You know what I mean? Well, to be honest, I was watching all these old guys. To be honest, and and I watching these the way the old school, the way they train, and I've always trained that way. I've I've never had any coach to be honest to coach me as a training coach. I've always trained myself, and I've always like done the weight, which is. I've never gone crazy, you know, with all of the technique. If, even if I go heavy, I will never lose my technique and my, you know, it it's, has to be there. I have to feel it. I've never felt like to do like four or five reps or two reps or whatever. I, I've always, that's, that's not for me. I don't know. Sometimes I, I do some exercises myself. I've never seen them. And I'll, a few days or a few weeks, I'll, just, I'll see somebody else and like one of the top professional guys, they're doing the same exercises. I've just done that two weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You, you know, you know, like when you are an engineer trying trying to work out in some angles and uh, uh, promote some like you know some accessories, or whatever, and you think you feel it, it works good, and then you will see somebody else is doing it. That's I'm talking about years ago. Yeah, and. Mm -hmm. it, maybe these kind of things like it's on me um that's why i do a few different angles when i train with the guys and I, when they like they have some weak points and the way to train and sometimes like guys they ask me uh, oh i had weak points i've been training hard i said did you train less maybe did you give it more rest it doesn't mean if you train harder that you're gonna make it grow maybe you overtraining it just give it like train one week two weeks off and go back train it again it just different ways you have to try it doesn't mean like you know when you train harder to to build that kind of part of uh, weak muscle so i've been doing a lot of things and trying and it's it's um maybe it's 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 because i've been that long and i know exactly how it feels now and mm -hmm. it, yeah i'm thank god i'm still doing the weight i'm doing i'm with no injuries and i feel great what what do you credit to your your longevity like you know chris chris often talks about how you your muscle still looks young and and you don't have any injuries and you're still symmetrical and everything's still nice and clean looking and you know there's no little tears and nags here and there and you you know what i mean like you got real nice clean looking muscle what what do you think kept you so healthy in the gym this long to be honest, one of the things I must admit, when we were doing the amateur IFBB, amateur IFBB, I think this is this is one of the reasons. Uh, the rest, uh, like one of the reasons, I'll tell you what. One of the reasons it's uh, because we you, we our our shows they used to be all drug tested. Yeah. So mm -hmm. the top three we have to go through drug test at the IFBB amateur. 
we have to. So that means we're not using enough, we're not using a lot of drugs. Really fast acting stuff. We have to be clean that day of the show. So it is, we never abuse our physiques. Mm-hmm. We never. There are a lot of people, they don't care. Because with me, with my contract with Qatar, I mean, imagine if I lose, well, if I, de- if I do get caught, I will lose 150,000. Wow. And you get yeah. yeah, you get paid by the country though, no matter what, yeah. right? Whether you win or lose, but is there like bonuses if you win or how does that work? Yes, yes, it's like what I said, for the world champion, if you win the world champion, you will get $150,000. Wow. That, that's that's a bonus. Uh, plus you will get like your salary, house allowance, dry, uh, car allowance, whatever. Everything is paid, even my supplement, all kind of supplement, whatever what we do. We've got specialists of the highest ever of the um, physiotherapists. We have wheat, man, that is professional. When yeah. I was there, would you call it professional? They treat right. you like, man, but you have to win. You have to be uh. the top of your league, which is that's what I've been doing. I mean, I won 11 in the row, the Asian championship, and I won with them uh, six times IFBB world champion. Um, but man, I mean, I think this is, this is the reason it kept me to be honest, which is, you know, when we not drug, we're not using much, that much of drugs and whatever the, what we actually, everybody's using. I've never, ever abused my physique. Even, even when Chris, he, when we started together, he's been asking me, have you taken this? Have you taken? I said, no, 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 no. A lot of weapons in your bucket, what we could use. So this is one of the reasons. The secondly, for me. I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't party, I don't do all these kind of things. I've never, I mean, really you could count in one hand, that's when I do these kind of things. Um, and the third thing, which is, I do follow a very healthy all year round. I think these three together, that's what kept me, um, of course, with my training, I train with my mind, like not crazy whatever with my technique and training smart yes yeah and you never really let yourself get that far out of shape either do you no no that's what i mean it's every year all year round i am actually in in actually you could see my abs you could see striation you could see my side the lat tries it's 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 hard but i mean i don't know that's me i cannot do it i can't i can't just even i get moaned with my wife Come on, you've got nothing. I said, I can't eat what you eat, guys. I can't. Once a week, I'll eat with them. The rest of the week, I'm in my diet. Okay, so if you, you know, you competed at 212, and I, I've heard you say that you feel like you're ready when you're around like that 218, 220 mark, <laughs> or at least that's where you had been in the past. What pounds wise, what do you sit at then, say, in the off season when you're when you're trying to grow? Well, to be honest, when when I am off season. Um, I've never tried to grow because I okay. know I'm gonna go. I always keep myself. It's the highest, maybe two twenty-five. Huh. That's the height. So I'm gonna <laughs> drop. But yeah, I'm gonna drop around ten pound. That's that's me. That's always there. But like today, I'm two thirty this morning. So I'm gonna grow. <laughs> <laughs> You're done with two twelve now. Oh, done completely done, man. I'm, it's listen now. Whatever I'm doing now, I'm doing it for me. I'm just going to be fun. It's the last few years of my career. And it's like, I've done everything. I won the Olympia. I won the Arnold. I've won every single amateur show, whatever you could name it. I'm good. This is, I'm, I'm just going to enjoy these things now. 
Would you guys look Did at this for see- a minute? Oh. Look, check this yeah. out. This is a list just from 2001. So this is this is not even your whole career of competitions. But like to think, we're talking 2001, 2002, 2002, 2002, 2003, Like I mean, it's incredible to see first, 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 how first, far first, back first, first, first. you went. First show being 94, you'd been competing for a year. I mean, you'd been dieting, right, in, in, in bodybuilding yeah. for a year at that point. Man, you've. Yeah. I, I just want to make sure people realize just how long you've been doing it. Next year is going to be 30, is it? 30 years competitive bodybuilding? It's incredible, yes. man. Yeah, man. That's why I'm really, really, really happy, thank God. I've, and I, to be honest, I am improving all the time. I don't know. I've been blessed. Thank God I'm being blessed. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's um, it's been great for me. Like what I said, I don't do much. This is all my life. It's all body. But even my business-wise and everything, it's all to do with gyms and supplements and gym equipment and all these kind of things. I'm, I'm just with everything around me, body built. So, uh, and I have to treat it very well. And I've been looking after myself very, very well. Uh, blood work and doing this and when I finish show I have to be off completely like I don't care two months three months and then if I need to do a show okay I will jump so I will never stay even like you know the uh, at the, what they call it um, like cruise TRT TRT whatever the stuff whatever they call it I don't completely off I just do like six weeks of uh, PCT clean my system go back to normal train normal even my strength you know my strength like if I'm in gear I'm off it's the same hmm. it's the same maybe a little bit stronger like June because when you are dieting whatever the at the end of you know the end of your prep okay you have to have this kind of stuff for you but it's the same i've never put in my head that i am without stuff i can't train or i can't look good no 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 no. and again and i'm not afraid of any show i'll just be ready and i'll jump whatever six Um. foot ten (laughs) (laughs) i gotta ask him my question then that i had i i we we all had a bunch but i talked to a good friend of mine this morning who's been following you since way back in the day like he had told me like ask him about competing against Hadi in the amateurs and ask him this and ask him that all sorts of stuff. But one thing that really stuck out to me, we wanted to hear the story about competing at the night of champions as an amateur. What was that? What was that whole thing? How did you end up there? What was that like? I got the list. Three, right? Yeah. Oh man, that's 2003. Yes. <laughs> 2002. I always, you know, when I was in the UK, I've always a Naba boy can be with the NABA Federation because the NABA Federation was a lot more stronger than the IFBB. <laughs> so I was competing with NABA. And then I got, there is a show in Wales, uh, 2002, 2000, 2002, I think. Yes. So the prize money, it was a, a brand new car, Citroen Sexo, which is, it's, I'm talking about, <laughs> yeah, about 2002, I believe. Uh, the Saturday, I did the uh, NABA did the NABA, did the NABA um, Pro-Am. I came second in that show, which is against Gary Lester and the top, top guys in the UK compete in there. And it's an international, so there's a lot of guys that come from international. So I, I come second in that show and I won a you two, two times, I think. So they've told me, why you don't compete? This one is an IFVB 
whatever the car. I said, okay. So I started my car the same day, did that show. I drove all the way about five hours driving to Scotland, um, to Wales, sorry. And I did that show. I won the show and I won the car. So I won the, I won, I won everything. I won the best, the best physique, the best physique and the best poser. I won, I won everything. So I, 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 I owned my pro card. So the judge was, um, something Bennett. She used to, she used to judge the Olympia and Arnold. She said to me, Kamal, where have you been? Where did you come from? I said, I was competing with Naba. She said to me, no, 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 no. You belong to the IFBB. You're going to do great. You're going to do this. Your physique as like the old school Macaui. And she started mentioning names. I don't know. Um, and I said, okay, so what's going to happen? She said, today you've earned your pro card and you're going to be professional. I said, I'm going to compete with these big guys. <laughs> she said, yeah, you will do. I said, I said, okay. And then I had Wayne Galash. Um, yes. He's the photographer. Yeah, he's a photographer. And he con contacted, um, um, he actually, the one he pushed me, said, Kamal, you need to do the Night of Champion. It's not far. It's only six weeks now. Blah, blah. I said, how? how? How do I do it? He said, I will arrange everything. So he did arrange everything. And he got me invitation. So we went there. We went to the Night of Champion. I stayed in Wales with my friend. Uh, he's got a gym over there. We trained together. And then we went to the show, me and Mike Sheridan, bless him, my God, rest him in peace. He passed away. I don't know if you, you know, you, do you have you heard of Mike Sheridan? He's a British. Mm -hmm. a British I had not know. Um, yeah, he's a shorter guy, a little bit taller than me. And then we, we went, me and him. Um, so we went there. Okay, everything is fine. We did the checking in. We did the meet and everything. So the people that was seen on the magazines, they all of them there. I said, right. oh my I mean, me, like, coming 80, just under 80 kilo, I was looking like, oh, my God. So, and then that year, um, what's his name? Um, uh, who, who um, Victor Martinez won. Yeah. At, mm -hmm. his, at his best, when he's looking like, <laughs> everyone was there, except Jay Cutler, I think, or Ronnie Coleman. That right. is his old... For, for them, you know the judging was all about. They came out, they called the big names, they judged them, the rest they go home. So it was about 40 something, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. 40 competitors. So it was the first um, was uh, Victor Martins. I think second was Great Titus. Third, I can't remember, maybe King Kamali. It was King Kamali, and, yeah. yeah. And I mean, there were so many people there. Bob Chick was there, uh, George Bob Farah, Chick. Art Atwood, Milos, Rodney St. Cloud. Like down the list, I'm halfway down the list. Like guys like Jeff Long, Craig Craig Richardson. Like it's just oh, it keeps going. <laughs> it was crazy. So I told Mike Sheridan then. I said, "Hey, Mike, I don't know what about you. Me, this is the first show and the last show. I'm going back to the amateur. These guys, me, I don't want. I don't want to start like you know doing crazy things and get bigger or whatever and I ruin my stuff." So that, I think then it was one of the reasons why it kept me going, to be honest. If, imagine if I went like crazy trying to make match with these guys, go big and do whatever crazy things, maybe I'm not existing now. Yeah. Right. So I took that step back and I said, go. And then to be luckily, after I did that step back, I had that contract with Qatar. They called me, blah, blah, blah. Will you come here? So that's the switch 
of me as a finance as well, to be honest. When I moved there, that's when is the, the things are open bigly for me. I was telling you about the prices and all this price. If you do the uh, world champion, you win the world champion, 150,000. Uh, you win the Asian champion, 20,000. And then they used to do the Qatar Golden Cup, a straight 30,000. So if you win them one year, so you, you, you're nearly making like 200,000 a year plus salaries and you got this and you got and everything is paid everything for me the only thing i do go to the gym in the morning come back the food if you want to eat a restaurant you just give them an invoice that's it whatever you do just give them an invoice and everything is done for you so it is that's 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 the thing is with the um night of champion i mean it was i mean even milos i was at the, with milos in the same room because they, they, they put us in the rooms, every five together, so we do tan up of whatever. So I said to Milos when I, when I did the Arnold, so he doesn't know who I am. He said, come on, what did he come from? He asked me, because to come like to win the Arnold, I said, you don't know me, but I know you. I said, do you remember? I mentioned the 2003. I said, do you remember 2003 when we had in the room to the United Champion? He was, you were asking for someone to do your like oil in your back. Who did your oil in your back? He looked at me. I said, it's me. <laughs> I was like, he couldn't remember. But I said, do you remember? You was asking who, who, who. And I said, okay, I'll do it for you. And I, I was like doing his time, his uh, oil at the back and everything. So, yeah, I've been around for that long. And thank God. Uh, that well, that is just That's so fantastic. Cool, that's, that's crazy to... To know that you know, I, I, you, you went pro and then went back to amateur, and you know, like we've there's a there's a couple of examples of guys that you know, like Jose Raymond could have turned pro several years earlier, but he kept not turning. He kept staying an amateur, and to see it pay off in such a to see that patience and that long game pay off for you uh, is a great lesson for a lot of people watching now that, that are so eager to be a pro immediately. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is, it is, to be honest, it is like, thank God I had that right thing that day. And I said, no, it's done me. The first one and the last one, I swear. I remember now I said to him, I don't know about you, but me, the first show and the last show, I'm going back to the amateur. This is where I belong. Because I'm, 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 I'm all small. Like, I mean, I need to put like another 80 kilo to, to be, to match one of them. So right. that's <laughs> what happened. And then, you know, all this shit and the stuff and whatever, like said, no, 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 no. And it is, that's the way we actually, to be honest, these days, we need to tell people, you never rush it. Because our bodybuilding, if you do it the right way, you could last for a long time. I know it's it's like it's um, you need to get paid and you need to do whatever, but your health is number one. I mean, thank God. I mean, okay, I've been going around all that way. I've got a family. I've got four kids. I've got things around me. I'm happy. I could. Re- I mean, I'm, it's like I'm retiring now. I mean, came to here to US now. I live here in America. This is my retirement. I don't have mm-hmm. to work anymore. I've did what I have to do. And I'm around here, so hopefully, look at my kids going around. We do it's it's it's. We need to get that message out. Huh. You need to slow down, guys. It's not just like waiting, lifting, and shooting those and stuff. Good training, harder training, with the good like you know diet and everything. The stuff it's like it's gonna hurt you. 
if you don't don't rush it don't rush it take it easy i just want to clarify one thing you said you won 11 asian championships yes <laughs> and six world championships altogether eight world championships if i want to count uh, 10 sorry 10 if i want to count the naba because i won the naba as well naba universe i won the naba universe i won the naba uh, the naba world champion i won the world oscar uh, and the universe i won it twice so that's four plus six, that's 10 world champion and i won the european the european champion and the world champion overall in thessaloniki that's 2003 um, I won a lot of shows, man. A, lo a lot of other shows I do. <laughs> so I mean, there's <laughs> 10 world champions. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the, the, the reason I point that out is because, um, I know a lot of the people listening now, they see you as a, as, as a two twelve Olympia champion, right? I mean, that's the pinnacle. You won the two twelve Olympia, but I want people to understand how good you actually are. Like, <laughs> like. There's guys that win a show and they're really great, but there's guys that have won, like, like you've won like 20 shows. To demonstrate like, that over. Yeah, to over. demonstrate that consistency just over and over. Like, oh, Kamal's here. Yeah. It's over. Like, yeah. how, like, how, how, it must have got to that point. Like, oh, Kamal's here. Uh, exactly. Like, everyone. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Kamal's here. We're looking for the second now. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I mean, to be honest, I had Hadi Shuban. You ask him. Yeah. I was doing the 85 kilo. He was doing the 80. He has to suck down to avoid competing with me. <laughs> yes, you watch because I beat him. I beat him a few times and he beat me as well. Yeah. Um, if you watch 2003, uh, that's the last show we did together. So I won the 85, uh, no, 90 kilos and he did the 85. There is a comparison between me and him. I should have won the overall that year. It was like light out. But politics is politics as usual. Um, you you watch them 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 footage of me with him. It's unbelievable. I mean, I competed with a lot of pros, a lot of pros. I mean, I remember 2004, Eduardo Correa. Okay. Yes. I the world champion. He came third to me in 2004. I beat Sami Haddad, uh, Dennis Wolf. We were competing. Dennis Wolf. We were competing at the world champion. 2005, he won the overall. So we were there. Um, um, Rolly Winkler, he yeah. he never jumped top five, man, <laughs> at the world champion. Ask Rolly as well. I know these guys, you know, but they were like winning some shows in their countries and they get a pro card, whatever, and then they go pro and they whatever. But uh, for me, it's too much to give up that much money. You know, mm. when I was an amateur, I said, I'm, what, what, what do I'm going to get when I win the Olympia? 40,000? That when they did the 212. When they did the 212. Yeah, yeah. 40,000 or 30,000 or whatever. And I'm winning 150,000 easy every year. Bless on that. No, I'm not going to do it. That's why. <laughs> That's wild. So just uh, just had a, a question about that. So, you know, a lot of people might not, like, we've all heard stories about the Middle Eastern countries funding the athletes because of it's like a national pride thing at the amateur level, right? They're like, oh, yes. you're competing for our country. So even though yes. you're an amateur, you're competing for our country. So we're going to fully support you in your endeavor to represent our country on the world stage. And they take that pride into bodybuilding, which I think to North American listeners or, or you know, 
people in England or whatever, they're like, what? Our governments don't care at all about what we do. There's no check coming at all. But that's just basically what it is, right? They're just, they're supportive of bodybuilding for whatever reason. No, it's because, you know, the bodybuilding is under the Olympic committees. And then, and in the Olympic committees in our, in our countries, in uh, like, for example, even in North Africa or Africa or the Arab countries. So there is a budget from the Ministry of Sport. It goes to every single federation. And then it's not all of them the same, but I'm talking about the Middle East, like Dubai and Qatar and uh, um, um, Saudi, whatever. They are actually more than actually North Africa, Libya. But we still get some. We still get like, even though, I mean, we still, our our shows, I did, I did two, three shows after the revolution of Libya as an amateur shows. I gave my first prize to the winner, $10,000 cash. So I, I support done three shows and we, we give that much money. So there is there is like sponsorship. The country will give uh, the, the, the Ministry of the Sport. There is actually given money. So I don't know. I've seen it in England because I lived in England. When I when I went to Arnold, uh, one of the company like uh, asked me, hey, we're going to give you 500 uh, pound. We're going to sponsor. I said, what the heck are you saying? <laughs> it's just like yeah even in england is zero i mean in america at least there is the big there is a supplement company there is like a market between them so there is there is pay money uh there is okay but uk dead zero that's crazy amazing that's why you see the top even uk guys for example samson he's sponsored by uh for arabia like american company mm-hmm. you got like um uh all, all the top guys, when we used to be together, none of us was sponsored by UK company. Hmm. And there You're is UK right. companies. They don't want to spend the money. The same as other, other countries. They don't want to spend the money. But in back home, wherever, or the other countries, there is money. So they invest it the right way. I feel like right. that would make the guys really competitive. If I knew that my paycheck depended on me being the best that I could, I'm not going to miss a workout. I'm not going to miss a meal. I'm going to be, I feel like that would make bodybuilding, it would push bodybuilding to be better if you had that kind of pressure on you too. You know, I, I imagine, is it, is it different in that way there? Because it's hard for me to wrap my head around. We don't get a lot of coverage of things like, you know, the, the, the worlds. We don't get, we don't see a lot of the stuff that goes on with those shows. Is the attitude about bodybuilding within the bodybuilders, is it different there than it is here in your, in your experience? No, to be honest, it's it, it's the same. It's okay. the same. The bodybuilders are lazy because, <laughs> yeah, to be honest, really, they are lazy. They, it's most of them. They think like, okay, I'm gonna win my pro card. I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna wait for a sponsor to give me. No, 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 no. Yeah, make it first. You need to be at the top. You work your ass off until you get to that top, and then companies will come to you and then you will get sponsored and you will get that it's it's the same the only the only different which is there is prize money even in amateur shows in our countries yeah. there is mm-hmm. so if you want to win okay go and train uh, go and win that prize money you're not gonna there's a company they're not gonna spend they're not gonna sponsor you because you are nothing you have right. to win those at least local you be at the top and then the company so they think they think it's easy but no there is money even in amateur shows that's awesome so even if, if somebody holds like an a pro show 
they would put good price money better better than here to be honest i mean okay. like they just mm-hmm. did the saudi saudi pro last weekend and then the, they did the 212 they did the um the man's physique and the classic the winner of each class fifty thousand dollars so it's it's a lot of money for just an amateur small small amateur show the the 212 only five guys so wow. there is price money there is a price money but you need to work for it you need to get to that level um to, to make sure like but it's it is they are lazy they don't want to work hard they don't want to suffer they want to eat they don't want to be you know and that's the problem when they come here to america or they compete at the big shows or whatever they don't place that well okay mm-hmm. interesting i got a few questions here off the instagram uh box that i put up from the fans kamal um Here's the first one. Who do you think is the most impressive poser in the IFBB? At the moment? Mm. I think uh, Raf at the moment. The classic Raf. Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. he, yes, he is at the moment. He is the one. The old days for me, if you ask, is Mohammed Makawi. As simple as that. Yeah, it's awesome. Are those the guys yeah. that you look to? The like the old school guys? Are those the guys that you you are inspired oh, yeah. by? Mao Macau, if you see my poses, I've always, yeah. I've always my pose routine or whatever. I try, I try to do like one percent. I copy him. <laughs> always watch. Yeah, man, I I love his physique. Like, that's why I asked. The, yeah, I see, man. That, that's 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 to me. That's bodybuilding. Yeah, I'm mm. not like you know the max monster and that now. You know what blows me away is that a guy can win so many shows, be so successful, be the guy that other people are like, well, I guess Kamal's here. You know, I'm going to try to take second to to be able to be that guy and still have the level of humility that you have. Like, I know, Ron, you were like, oh, yeah, just walk right up, says hi. You know, I met you right after you won at 2018 Arnold. It was like Sunday night. Everybody had already cleared out. And we were at Powerhouse Gym. I just walked up and said, yeah. like, congrats and stuff, you know, all that. But you, like, you took the time to just really, like, have a real conversation. And, like, the, the I know that you you have your shows. You give prize money out. All that stuff, man. How do you how do you maintain this? Like, where does that humility come from? And, and where does that passion come from? Because, like, just talking oh. to you right now, man, like, it makes me feel real positive about bodybuilding. I just freaking love that. No, man. I'm, I've never, ever, I've always gave my time that wherever I've winning wherever i've always said that i've always praying to god never change me because wherever that we do is going to be written down and that's it but your personality that's what's going to stay hmm. now or forever so after because we're going to be done at that very soon okay maybe i stayed longer doing it but one day you <laughs> stop what's going to stay your personality people they're going to like you at who you are not who what you want hmm. so right. thank god Always, even I, if you go to the gym where I trained, uh, the MI forty. So I just was gonna guys, say, they say, what is? They will say we've never ever. <laughs> here, I was gonna show like this photo here. You took this backstage with me at the Dallas Pro, and uh, we sent it yep. to. A, I said I sent it to Aceto because he he said, "How's yeah, Kamal look?" He said, yeah, "How's Kamal look?" And I said, I'll, t- I'll take a picture with him right now. And I went over and talked to you. 
But, you know, this was during the, the pro show. And, you know, a lot of guys look like they didn't want to talk. You know, a lot of guys look like they were maybe grumpy or or maybe just like trying to like, you know, but you were like just had a big smile on your face. So I didn't hesitate to stop you. Like, you know, I didn't want to bug you. But when I looked at you, I thought, oh, he looks approachable. So I just said, hey, let's get a photo for Chris, you know, and you were all no, cool. It, but but, it, you know, that's that it, it was noticeable, Kamal. Yeah, I mean, I've never, ever, you see, even like what I said, if you ask anyone at the gym where I train at the moment here in MI40, and it's like, they will say, come on, you're different than anyone. We don't care. It's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of pros they train in that gym. But I mean, there's no need for that. There is no need. I mean, okay, there is, we know we diet down and we go through a hell and everything. But you can't, I don't know. It's not me. Maybe I will show it at home. With my like wife and family and kids, <laughs> no, I don't want to be people calling me you're miserable. I don't want to give that kind of look. We are bodybuilder. We are uh, like supporting or showing face of one of the sports, trying to make it. Yes, that's that's the way it should be. Not like mm -hmm. going out where you don't want to talk to nobody. And no, I'm I've always liked this. Thank God, thank God, I will never be changed. Like what I said, uh, whatever titles I've got. It's been written there, stored somewhere there, but like my personality, hopefully, will never change. That's so cool. Um, I had a question about a tri another training question here. Was what you've been training for so long? What periods of time do you think you made your biggest strides? Can you pinpoint some some periods where you think you, yeah. you leveled up your physique each time? I mean, um, I think my physique there was always similar in days because I was limited my weights until I turned a pro. Okay, that is when it's like I started seeing different. When I started like using some other stuff that I've never used in my life. Uh, for example, like insulin. Okay, I've never mm -hmm. ever used in my life just used it a little bit. And you know, Chris. He doesn't give. Maybe I've used it four or five times in his prep. Are you yeah. sure? I was really scared. I've never. I said I've never. I've looked good without it. Well, don't worry, I'm come out just a little bit. We've used a little bit, and I've seen. I've seen the change, and I've seen like I'm growing. I'm getting bigger and better. So um, I think the most improving transport after I've seen it after like the when I turned the pro. Mm -hmm. Right when you because you were trying to stay under ninety kilos before, right? Under was yes, and, yes. And then all of a sudden you could go to two twelve. Yes, and to be honest, it's like um, 96, 96 kilos, but I have to go hundred kilos and then I drop down or whatever. But it, it did work. It did work for me because my body, I think, needed. That's why at the moment when we did like last year, like we did the two pro, the two the open ones. I feel my physique is going and I feel like I'm growing. Mm -hmm. And when we did go back to the, <laughs> the floor, I was struggling a little bit. But um, no, hopefully that's no more, not anymore. How, how low did the food get coming into 212 it's, trying to get your weight down? Uh, to be honest, we, we did like few weeks with like only 30 grams of carbs a day. <laughs> Yeah, man, that is that it killed me. It killed me like madly. It's, I mean, okay, I hold my, you know, I hold my fullness, whatever, everything's there because of like long years training and you got all that muscle mature and everything. Yeah. But like, man, it is struggling. It is struggling. Like, no, at the moment, like, I'm eating like 
carb meal with every single meal, carbs with every single meal, only the last meal, like I'm not eating carbs, so, and good amount of carb as well, and like, no, it's, some, some of the meals, like I'm doubling my carb, two cups, cup and a half, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really good with food at the moment. So it sounds like what's, you're... Put, oh, what's ahead, the uh, protein numbers you were doing uh, when you were on those, that 30 grams of carbs, like per meal? Well, it's it's between like forty five and fifty grams. So okay. real low. Yeah, it's still low yeah. food. That's low cows. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a lo- it is low food. I mean, one of them is a shake, and there's I'm talking about three fifty, um, max. Oh. Some yeah. of it is like white fish. You know, it smells of shit, and <laughs> <laughs> I hate white. Fish and I hate white fish. <laughs> So you, see the egg whites. Egg whites always come out. They yeah. always come out. So you're. To you, be honest, the egg whites in the morning, the way I do it. If you see like my Instagram, I cook it the way I do it. I love it. I love my first meal. Oh god. <laughs> I love I my do, egg whites too. I'm all like, about the egg whites. Yeah, with the with the pan, with the saucepan and the frying pans, and covering down about the oatmeal on top of it with a little bit of like what it's like a pizza. It's like, <laughs> that's a man who's dieting says that right there yeah, that's like pizza that's not like pizza <laughs> i love it man i love it so that's, that's interesting so you you're you you had to push down really hard to make 212 and now i mean we're not that far out from the arnold and you're you're feeding up at this point it'll be interesting man i can't wait to see you know how that comes together. What what we see. I'm pumped, man. All three of us are going to be going there too, so it's going to be a good show. Oh, it'll be great to see. I mean, the thing is, like you know, with me, I've always come in good condition. Even even if I lose a little bit of my condition to bring more size, as we know, I'm disrespect to the open class. You know, they always lake of the the condition is really like mm-hmm. is really bring hundred percent. So I could match with me bringing a bit more size with the condition of me, but I'm trying to bring the same condition, but even a little bit less, so I will match with them. So they wouldn't look at me like, oh, come on, still small. Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. going there. So I'm not going to be like going, uh, it just like, no, it's, it's going to be whatever. That's why I've heard, I've heard some like some whatever, like, you know, the social media guys, they took, they, they just, they never know. They talk about things like, Okay, the lineup is not going to be good, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be weak, whatever. But I think it's going to be competitive. I, I think it's going to be interesting, especially like me me and Sean, two, two 12 guys. Yeah. They're going to compete with big guys. It's going to be interesting. They want to see what we're going to do against the big guys. And then you say like uh, Derek Lansford and Hadi Chuban, these, these two, the X212, mm-hmm. first and second. The open class, so yeah. that shows you. I'm, I'm really disrespect these the big guys, but they missing something every year. They are not missing. Yeah. I mean, we saw, we saw how bad this year as well. A lot of them is off. A lot of them. Right. It's so. Off. It can't be like this. That's why, like I said, when you judge me, when they asked me to do the Arnold, I said, "How are you gonna judge it? Are you gonna judge it by physique or by the mass monsters?" So if the mass monster, I'm not going to do it. If you're going to judge by the physique, by the lines, by condition, whatever, the symmetry, yes, fair enough, because we're going to be there. We're going to be there. But if you're going to say, like, what happened Pro, come on, guys. He's not really like, no, I'm not going to do it. No, 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 he's going to be just that kind of way, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Right. 
I've always loved it's, 212. I love just the condition. You know, it's something that you guys have always consistently brought where you never know. I mean, sometimes you'll get smoking guys that are absolutely peeled, but yeah, some guys miss it. But 212, you don't have you don't have that choice. You got to I mean, if you're 220 and you're about there, you got to get peeled to make that weight. Yeah, because you know why? Because when we're small, so you think like if you're small and you're not conditioned, you're gonna look bubbly, man. You're gonna look. But at least when you, if you're big and you're like, you know, two sixty, two seventy, at least the mass. Oh, he's a mass monster. They will forget right. about condition. At least you got a lot of mass. But if you are like small and then you're not conditioned and you're small, what are they gonna say? <laughs> What you're small and fat then that's all you are right <laughs> it, it it is very interesting to me how four of the most devastating guys in bodybuilding right now are all the, you you four two twelve guys essentially you know yep. derek hottie sean and you can all enter these open shows um now you, you know the two twelve guys are showing that there's 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 something going on with them maybe the other guys need to take a peek at hmm. what's happening here. Cause you know, if you look back, go back 10 years ago and just think of the body weights, how likely would you um, expect one of these guys to win an open show? If you just looked at the body weight, you know what I mean? Yeah. And mm -hmm. and now we're looking at, at this is, this is what bodybuilding is all about is, is what you guys bring to the table with the conditioning and the, and the complete physiques. Yeah, to be honest, at the moment, I think it's we we are bringing the old old days, like the eighties, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it, like all these small Lebrada, like Macawi and Benaziz, and all these smaller guys against the big guys. So, and this is maybe now this is what's gonna happen. Okay, with a little bit bigger frames and whatever, but this is what they're looking at. I mean, will be good if they're gonna keep judging it that way. I think that's what's bodybuilding. That is what's bodybuilding. Agreed. Yeah. Go ahead, Dusty. I know Dusty had a couple things. Yeah. The only I, I had a question actually uh, in regards to uh, the fam. What What do you hope that your kids learn from your from your bodybuilding, your career, how you carried yourself, what you've had to go through to be a champion as an athlete and as a person? What, what do you kind of hope and try to get them to see in all that? Um. I've always told them, and I've, to be honest, I'm telling them. I'm telling them, I'm telling my story because I have a massive story. We'll talk about it. How did I get to that? Man, I struggled a lot before, mm -hmm. like, the UK and before, like, when I left home. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to cover it because it's going to be long. <laughs> we're going to cover it. But I told, I tell that to my kids and I told them what I've been on, what's happening. I've always never, ever give up. If you want to have a goal, if you want to set up something, you want to reach something in your life and make sure this is good, do your impossible to reach there and you give it 110%, you will definitely get there. Because what I did, to be honest, I had few people, they actually traveled with me. They gone back, they couldn't, they couldn't do it. Right. So I'm the only one that's from the group that we left home mm. that did what I did and the rest they could not because when I left home and I said to my head I didn't leave for uh, money because my back home family thank God they've got their own business wherever they are really success family even till now they doing very well and I said I want to do it myself after I did my show 
I, I did the Libyan show and my coach, my God, rest him in peace, he passed away. He said, Kamal, if you are in the right place, you're going to be a world champion. He's, he's actually a champion himself. He used to live in Germany, whatever. So he knows bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. And it okay. When I did that show and I took my bag and left, even like my dad, where are you going? I said, oh, I'm going two days to Malta and I'm coming back, blah, blah, blah. So just want to go. And I said, from that day, I said, I'm not going to ask my dad for nothing. The only thing I'm going to ask if I fall one way ticket back to go back to Libya. But mm -hmm. I'm not going to money i'm gonna do it 100 myself and man struggled i have struggled a lot we will talk about it another time <laughs> so, for me it just wanted to teach my kids make sure you have a dream and you have a goal and a good things you set it up for and you're always gonna do it but you have to work hard for it it's not gonna right. be given to you i'm not gonna give you nothing you can maybe you've seen what I've got now. No, 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 no. Work hard like what I did, and then I'll help you. I'll be there for you. Right. That's Love cool. it. Awesome. How old are your kids? Uh, my oldest is 17, and then I've got 15, and then I've got my daughter. She's 12, and then the little one, he is four. So I've got four kids. Uh, sorry, the little one is six. Ah, oh, man. Okay. Definitely hands full. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Any of them show uh, interest in lifting weights or working out with weights yeah. for any reason? The older one. Yes, the older one. To be honest, the, both of them, all my family, they support me, even my kids. Now, actually, my kids, if you see my cha YouTube channel, so the last few videos, my 15 years old, he's actually the cameraman. And my, uh, my older one, he's the editor. So they are both into it. And the older one, he's training and he's actually, he can tell he's got a great physique. He's got, the got both his kids. Yeah. He's got his family on staff, so they're all right offs. <laughs> That's what I'm doing wrong. That's what I'm doing wrong. I need to have kids to work the channel here. I made a mistake. Okay. <laughs> hey, babe, you're my accountant. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> hey, who who you can trust anymore? That's I'm true. sorry to say it. Days, man. Mm -hmm. You yeah. better give it to your family. I yeah. mean, your wife just said your wife or your girlfriend, whatever. She is she's your accountant. It's it's the end of the day is under the family so it is for me that's why i'm hoping my kids whatever when they grow okay i wouldn't push him they would love to do what they do but i'd love to have them doing things for me or to run my business or to help me because i need help i can't do mm -hmm. i can't do everything on my own yeah so you right. try people on to work with you and they always screw you up it's not the same it's not the same yeah, I was raised in a family business, and my dad always said, nobody is going to care about the business as much as you do. 100%. 100%. How about that older son of yours? Uh, I know you mentioned he's he's lifting. Uh, and I know that you know what, bodybuilders, we know the personalities that, that it takes, that it's like, oh, I could see this guy really getting into it. Is he one of those guys? Do you see him like getting serious with it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he's here. I'm sorry, but yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. That's what cool. what would be what would be some business advice you'd give? What are what would be some lessons you've learned in business? You know, I know you've been involved with the, the gyms and supplements and all that stuff, but what what are some things that you give to people starting out in business because we get a lot of questions about business. Um, to be honest, if you are a bodybuilder and you're doing success, make sure 
do not waste your money. You have to put your money in the right in the right things. You have to put it in business. You have to talk to people, which is they know business. They could guide you. Hmm. They'll tell you where to put your money. Make sure you invest your money because it's easy to lose it. You want like a two hundred thousand, you could easily go and buy a car with that. But if you put it like, for example, in a property, I did my stuff at the beginning in properties. I put in properties. I put land. I put lands. You know, and then I have them when I need the money, I sell it. So it's more more in property. And then I was using my stuff like um, gym equipment. I'm buying this. I'm digging. I'm traveling around. I'm trying to all my connection. I met through bodybuilding, so uh-huh. people they know who you are. But you have to gamble as well. It doesn't mean like if you want to do a business, you 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 at least at the beginning you have something on yourself. For example, if you want to do you do a gym, and then if you buy a supplement, you sell it in your gym, and then you sell it somewhere else. So at least you have secure place where to sell to your stuff. Um, uh-huh. For example, if you buy stuff and you're trying to sell it, and you don't have even a place where to sell it. No, for example, I have three gyms back home. When I started doing the supplement, so I was putting in my stores, and then I will sell somewhere else. So there is business straight away, where stuff like you could sell straight away. So I bring gym equipment. So if I didn't sell it, I will open a gym with it. Hmm, right. It, yeah. Yeah. So it's because you have to have that kind of mind of business. You never ever rely on um, sponsorship. Or badly. Tomorrow you get injured, you're gonna be sacked. Nobody wants you anymore. So uh-huh. you, as soon as you get some capital, make sure you use it straight away. So thank God I've had some capital when I was in Qatar. So I put it straight in properties and I bought some lands and everything, and they're still coming. And then when I need finished with them, I use that money for my own open gyms and did what I had to do. Nice. I got one more question for you, Kamal. Okay. I like to ask this one whenever we have a bodybuilder of your caliber on. I like to ask this is kind of my most hardcore question as a fan. What's the craziest physique you've ever laid eyes on and give me the circumstances like backstage at a show you saw a certain somebody under the lights and it to this day is the most amazing thing you've ever seen or whatever that sort of a thing. Is there anything that sticks out in your mind as the craziest physique you've ever seen? At backstage or just well, in general. anywhere you mean anywhere. like as a, even as in a the fan, gym right you mean as a fan as a fan anywhere yeah to be honest i've always for me what's encouraged me to bodybuilding flex wheeler he's mm-hmm. the one is he's actually i loved bodybuilding because of him when i saw him i said i would love to be like him hmm. so that's why i don't like when he's just started and then i was like looking looking to be honest the most one in in, in actually um made me like really like wow Derek Lansford this year hmm. the, the transformation because I see him at the gym every uh-huh. every day oh, right I wasn't even thinking of that <laughs> when I when I when I saw the transformation that he did I said wow you're very very impressive it's like unbelievable when he trains you get a little bit pump a little bit you know veiny and it's round clean i mean he's really really because you know from 212 he has to compete with me he's always soft to the top he's never nailed it it's doesn't look even even they say like he's got pretty physique but if something is missing but when mm-hmm. i saw him in build up man and if you see derek ask him 
he was coming to the gym, he was looking me. I said, Derek, you don't know how do you look, man. Believe me, you're going to be very, very dangerous. And I know what I'm talking about. 100%. <laughs> Ask him. That's before the, sh before the Olympia, like three weeks out or four weeks out. He said, oh, thank you. I said, I'm serious. I'm not saying it because, like, I have to say it to you. Yeah. For me, you're going you're gonna to be, be very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. And then we did what he did at the Olympia because I saw him at the Olympia and everything. And as soon as he came, I was watching. As soon as he came out, I texted him straight away. I know he's not going to see his when he goes back uh, backstage. And then the night I saw him, the night I said, what did I tell you? But <laughs> he's really like he's really like wow. At the gym when I saw him, his skin is clean. You know, he's round. He's. I think he looked in the gym before the Olympia is better than at the Olympia stage. You know, it's he's it's not, but because you know the gym is you still yeah. full of water. You're still under them lights. You're not having mm. the the tan or whatever. Yeah. It does cover a little bit. But man, if you see him. Wow, he's he's really he's like wow, yeah, he's very awesome. at the moment right now. That's cool. <laughs> so I guess uh, you think Derek Lunsford has what it takes to be Mister Olympia? Then, yeah, because we're gonna train together all this year. Ah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna make sure of it. Okay, Kamal. Uh, That's cool. We thank you so much for your time, man. Fantastic to have you on. You are you are truly one of the good guys in the industry that just make everything better. You know, and um, you know every single person that you come in contact with has the same story about you. So um, you know, really appreciate you coming on, and uh, it was a pleasure talking to you and hearing your story. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. Anytime, guys. Many times, I'm always happy, happy. I mean, I's the first time, and I liked it, man. 100%. Okay. Thank you so much, okay. man. Thank you. Thanks, Kamal. Get back to your kids and uh, being a retired dad who lifts weights for fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they, they, they already finished, and they're waiting for me here. So, oh, nice. Okay. Good luck <laughs> at the right. Arnold. We'll see you at the Arnold. See you at the Arnold, oh, yeah. Kamal. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Could have went for hours. <laughs>